0: And she looked at yeah. me and said, "You didn't tell me." And I said, "I didn't know." Oh, it's hot. You're egg on my stomach. You've seen what they look like. They 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 <laughs> prematurely age. They all look about ninety years old. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Mixtape Podcast. My name's Mark and I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Every week on the show, I ask my guests to make up an imaginary mixtape and pick six tracks for it. I've had some incredible chats they're already there in the archives, just waiting for you to stumble across them. I've had chats with Steve Kilby from The Church, Rowetta from The Happy Mondays, Rick from Ash. I've had Al Anderson, one of the original Wilders, I've had Clint Boone from Your Spiral Carpets. I've had Donita Sparks from L7. I've had Scott Kirkland from The Crystal Method. There's lots and lots of episodes sitting there waiting for you to discover. If you enjoy this week's episode, please feel free to rate it five stars on Spotify and or jump up to the top of the page and hit that old follow or subscribe button, and you'll be notified every time there is a new episode. Catch up with everything I'm doing by going to www.themixtapepodcast.com. That's enough of the intro. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's Mixtape, and today it is an absolute pleasure to welcome Hugh Cornwell to The Mixtape. How are you, Hugh? I'm very well. Nice to nice to see you, Mark. Thanks for coming on the show, and making the time, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Literally, two minutes before I logged on for this chat, I saw the tour announcement on the on the Metropolis Facebook page. So you're coming to Australia for a solo tour? You well, when up. I say solo solo, it's not me just
0: with an acoustic guitar. That's sure, It's important yeah. to solo yeah. like a band. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. So it's your band. So kicking off the 31st of July in Australia, you're going to be hitting Sydney, Marrickville, the Blue Mountains, Stormbury, St Kilda, Brisbane, Adelaide, and as many people do these days, saving the very best till last, Rosemount Hotel in Perth. There'll be a link in the description if you're listening on the podcast. If you're listening to the radio show, then it is metropolistouring.com. For all your tickets and gig info and stuff like that, setlist-wise, Hugh, what can people expect from this tour? That's a very good question. We just
0: finished uh, a two-week tour in the UK where instead of doing two separate sets, separating the solo material and the stranglers material, like, like I did when I came last time to Australia about five years ago, we're we're mixing it up, and it's rather like a a, a set I'd do at a festival. So a mm-hmm. couple of mine, and then a Stranglers gem, and then a couple of mine, then a stra- another Stranglers gem. So it's it's a bedrock of my solo stuff, and then and then enough enough Stranglers classics in there, you know, along mm-hmm.
1: the way. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. And moments of madness. That's your most recent album. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I was giving your your YouTube channel a good a good going over in the last in the last couple of days, and I was loving the videos for 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 the singles off the album. Well, I say loving. There's one of them I wasn't so keen on, but we'll get to that. (laughs) We get to that in a minute. That's me, not you. Okay. I I want to hide inside you. Oh, do you like that one? Yeah, I'm old enough to remember those those like old old sort of silent movies on a Saturday morning, Buster Keaton and. You yeah, know Charlie yeah. Chaplin, and that so I loved, I loved that, and it was a, it was a really, a really cool sort of video incorporating, yeah, a lot of those, those old silent movies. And I know you're, you're a bit of a movie buff. So was that something that sort of came into play when, when you were making that video?
0: Well, it, it took a long time. It took about six months on and off with me and my my cameraman, my montage Ben, to to put that together. And it, a few years ago, I had an album called Totem and Taboo came out. And there was a song on that called God's Guns and Gaze. And mm-hmm. I did a, a similar type of a promo clip where I just went into YouTube and, ra- and just looked on YouTube for, bit, for bits of footage that would illustrate what I was trying to put across. Mm-hmm. And so the I Wanna one is like a, the next step. You know, I thought, well, maybe I could do a sort of similar thing that I did on God's Guns and Gays. And mm. and it worked really well. I'm I'm really pleased with it. It's and now now that I've heard that song so many times in the last six months, that yeah. it's become one of one of my favourite songs from the album
1: now. Yeah, yeah. And also, I was trying to pick as a as a native Englishman. I was uh, on when I was a young man. I was trying to pick which beach. You were sitting on, and I had it. I had it narrowed down to the closterdale Essex, Clacton on Sea, and like somewhere like Scarborough or somewhere like that. It was driving me mad trying to trying to guess where it was. Whereabouts? What beach are you sitting on there, filming that promo, mate? It's
0: it was the the north beach of Kent, sort ah, of past right, okay. past, yeah. but not far off. Not far off. Past Whitstable, it's about. It had to be within the within easy access of London so we could get out there yeah. early in the morning and get back. Yeah. back. Um, yeah. And we got great weather, yeah.
1: It absolutely had that grim North Sea. <laughs> look about it as someone who spent many a year as a child on the <laughs> on the Costa del Essex and up and down there. Yeah, I picked yeah. that straight away. I was like, that's definitely in that in that area. Yeah, another another <laughs> fantastic video. But the one that I wasn't so keen on um, okay, and it's, yeah, and it's, go on. And it's, pure, and it's purely It's purely my own, you know, issue. And I should have known from the title, Beware of the Doll. Brilliant oh, you don't video, like that right? one? No, no, I'll tell you the reason why. And, and, and regular listeners will know, because I had a very similar conversation with another guest who picked a similar song and video. As a child, as a very small child, I spent quite often weekends at my grandmother's house and she had this collection of dolls that were really I felt as a kid like really creepy and I used to sleep sleep in the spare room like like a gibbering wreck scared shitless of all these like cases full of like you know
0: looking at you staring at at me
1: yeah and then a couple of years later I had three girl cousins who who were three or four years older than me and they sort of cottoned on and they used to chase me down the street and the heads off their barbies and like throw them at me and that and like looking at oh me now you would never know right but I've got a real phobia of of like dolls and 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 stuff like oh, that I so see. so that that video just figured me like yeah you oh, wouldn't believe but from an artistic point of view a, a brilliant video like amazing um, but for me personally I was like oh right, it was really <laughs> I was watching it, thinking, "Oh my god!" Again, another you know, another fantastic video. If if you haven't seen it and you're not familiar, it features a doll, an artist, a painter painting two female dolls, and yeah, it all it all goes a bit wrong for him. The paintings come alive. They're, they're amazing paintings, though. I looked, I, looked, I was thinking, "Oh, the, like the the paintings in the video that he does, they they were incredible." And there was, I saw there was a lot of, I hate the phrase, but Easter eggs in that in that video. There was like the book he was reading was. Had your name on, and he was listening to one of your records and he frisbeed the record out the window. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was his idea. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> that was fantastic. Are you a big vinyl collector, Hugh? Because obviously, that's a big, a big resurgence in, in recent years of, of the old vinyl.
0: No, no, I, I can understand why people get into it. I mean, it's these in the days of downloads, you know, and streaming, there's no people, members of the public don't really have a connection an emotional connection with the uh, t- such a connection with the music they're listening to so i can understand why why they like to have something physical and the, vi- the vinyl is a perfect way perfect expression of that so i can see why you know why it's so popular uh, and 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 long may it last you know because i i don't like the idea of streaming and downloads it's too uh, mechanical and and there's no emotional con Content there, but but so but I, I'm not a. I mean, I've got a load of old vinyl myself that is in a big chest that mm. that never gets opened. You know, from the days when I was an avid music fan. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. I say that in a funny sort of way. The days when I was a music avid avid music <laughs> fan. I mean, I because I do it for a living now. I'm not quite. I'm not an, an avid music fan. I don't listen to anything.
1: Anyone, yeah. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry about uh, that. No, that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. It's cool. No, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a prerequisite to be to be on the show to be to be a vinyl vinyl collector. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the physical formats myself. I wanted to talk to you as well about about your other solo album, Monster. I was listening to that in the car on the way to to school pickup the other day, and it's an album about people, right? There's 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 characters and real life people you you've written songs about. Question popped into me head like, what was it about? those particular people. Like, it's a, a, quite a diverse sort of range of people that, you, that you've written about, like Mussolini, Evil Knievel. Lou you know, Reed. Your, yeah, Lou Reed. Your mum, I believe, is, is also yeah, featured.
0: They're people that, they're mostly people, and there's also a song about a song. You know, that the, the person is a song that, that has a special kind of chord in it called a major seven, the attack of the major seven. So there's yeah, even a song yeah. about a song, thinking of it as a person. But um, what is it about these people? Well, they've all had a big influence on me, you know, right, okay. um, throughout over the years, you know, m- m- musically and
1: psychologically. That makes perfect sense now that they were people who've influenced your life. The other thing I wanted to to ask you about, Hugh, being, being a movie buff and your podcast, Mr. DeMille FM, what, what sort of inspired you to start that and yeah well yeah. it's
0: my thank you for the plug yeah it's <laughs> it's my way it's my escape from music you know yeah right it's okay. very hard it's very hard to switch off and I've always been completely enthralled and in, in entranced by uh, the move, movies and the cinema so uh, and I've had that ever since I was a kid. So i've I've just carried that on, and it's like a Pandora's box, It's everything about the movie business is fascinating and and the history of it is remarkable too. So it's just my way of escaping from the, the doldrums of day-to-day music stuff and mm. uh, and I love it, you know and I still and, and even though i'm I'm getting involved in the other side of not just as a punter in a cinema. Um, it hasn't, it hasn't doused the flames of my passion for cinema, which I'm very pleased
1: about. As a sort of creative person and being, you know, as, as as into movies as you are, I know you've written a couple of books as well. Like, has it ever sort of come come to pass, or had the opportunity, or would you consider making a movie y- yourself? You know, well, and, I do and, make the and...
0: uh, I do make the little I do make short the little movies promo, yeah, yeah, the promo clips. Yeah. But I, I I don't have a burning desire to become a director. Have you seen what they look like? they, they, they <laughs> prematurely age. They all look about 90 years old because yeah. and that, that's because of, it's a huge task to be a director. and I take my hat off to, I know a few and I take my hat off to their their, their sheer capabilities that they're mm-hmm. able to do it. It's incredible. But so I, I don't have a passion to do that. But but I am I am in pro I am actively at the moment in the process of writing some scripts. And okay. you never know What one of them one of them might be one or two of them may may make it so in the end. You never know. You know these things. It's these a thousand films are planned and only about five get made. So you know yeah. it's it's all it's all down to a lot of it's luck. You know being in the yeah. right place at the right time.
1: Yeah and just just finally on the on the movie side of things it's more of a comment really i just wondered what your thoughts were but like for me anyway some iconic scenes over the years that have featured stranglers music i was thinking that's right. of of, of the, the opening scene to sexy beast it is one of my all-time favorite scenes like when he's laying there, oh it's hot you fry an egg on my stomach that fits perfectly that that song and um when Brad Pitt knocks out Gorgeous George in Snatch, and you know, then he goes to Golden Brown. And more recently, yeah. I heard I heard Golden Brown in Boy Swallows Universe. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, um, my
0: friend wrote it. My friend wrote oh, it, John Colley. John Colley. Incredible,
1: yeah. incredible adaptation of, of an amazing book. I, I binged that in about two or three nights. Um, Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Is it good? it's so good, Hugh. Yeah, it's really, really good. Incredible Great. young incredible young Australian actor. I don't know his name, but he's got a massive, massive future. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. It's heartfelt. It's funny. It's sad. It's, yeah, dramatic. It's, yeah, it's really, really good. I would, I would heartily, heartily recommend watching that. Yeah. Great. So, like, when, when things like that come along, like, is that like a little bit of an extra buzz? Like, you know, being being a movie buff and, you know, out of things like, come, like, did Guy Richie hit you up and say, all right, Hugh, can we use, you know, Golden Brown? No, like, no, how, no, how does but... it work?
0: No, most of the time, the people the people that are putting the movie together, they they get in touch with the publishers and right. ask for permission to to use the track, and then they do, and then they have to pay, you know. So they do a deal, sure. basically. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the, yeah. and then the deal the deal comes to the writers us to to decide yes or no whether we'll approve it or not. Right. Okay. But I tell you what, when I, I tell you a funny story, when I went to see uh, Sexy Beast in the cinema when it first mm-hmm. came out with my girlfriend. I didn't know that peaches was on it, oh, no and way. I and we both almost fell on the, fell through our seats when it started up. And she looked at yeah. me and said, "You didn't tell me." And I said, "I didn't know." <laughs> Brilliant! That's super. Very funny. <laughs>
1: They've made a TV series of that now. That's a TV series. It, it's like what, a sexy beast. Yeah, it's a prequel. Um, it's a prequel to. Oh. So it gives their like their, their their sort of origin story. Um, of of Don and and Gal and in meeting Dee Dee and a character like Don Logan, and Ben Kingsley's yeah. portrayal of him. It it's rose, very good. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Any of the same cast, isn't it?
1: No, no. no it's a completely different write, cast, them, but yeah. all the, the same characters. Interesting, but oh. but there's a new character. Don Don Logan's sister is 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 in it quite heavily. I can't remember the actress's name. She's a comedian. She was in the Green Wing. Okay, but she's Great. amazing. She is amazing in it, and and it gives and it gives uh, his his backstory, and it, and you find out why he is like he is. I see. yeah. yeah very it's good. really good. It's really really good. I was very like oh really can you can you recreate that character for the tv but yeah it's it's well worth a watch as well I think it's on it's on Paramount Plus in Australia I'm not sure about in England but um yeah
0: I'll check it out thank you for the tip
1: no problem Hugh no problem mate that's that's what I like the the mixtape is more you know more often than not music but I called my show the mixtape because I got given my first mixtape when I was when I was a young man and that and that sparked me off onto, you know, a lifelong music of, of music appreciation and listening. And and I just like doing that for other people. So the radio show and the podcast kind of lets me do that, but like on a much bigger scale, you know? Excellent. Because that's what it's all Excellent. about, Excellent. Spread, spreading the love and spreading the music. Speaking of which, let's drop into your mixtape choices, Hugh. Track one of your mixtape. Whenever I make up a mixtape, I always yeah. like to kick it off in fine style with a with an attention grabber, mate. So what what did you pick for that? Okay, I picked Slim Dusty singing "Old Dingo." <laughs> That's one for the Aussie audience. There, you're playing to the crowd. There, mate, nice one. Um, <laughs> it's a great uh, song,
0: lovely story, and yeah. it's bad.
1: Slim Dusty's an incredible storyteller. Fantastic, fantastic choice. And yeah, so so sort of, what is it about the song that 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 grabbed your attention when when you first heard it, Hugh? Well, it's just great. It's it's you can just picture it all. It's like a movie,
0: you know. It's like he tells a story, and it's like just like a movie, and you're drawn in, and you want to know what happens next, and and he tells it in such a very he's got a charming voice, lovely charming voice. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it's and it he's he's such a remarkable artist, you know. He had, I think, he released about a hundred albums. I mean, yeah, how he was he, very
1: prolific. How yeah, could he yeah. have
0: written all that stuff, you know, <laughs> and uh, just ridiculous. So so yeah, why not, you know?
1: Yeah, Australian icon. If you if you're listening to this outside Australia, Slim Dusty's like he's like the Johnny Cash of, of Australia. He's just uh, exactly. Yeah. He's he's a country music legend, and yeah, uh, we absolutely love him over here. Okay, track two, Hugh, is a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in a car well, or the shower, mate.
0: Well, one of them, and I've always sung this since I was a kid, it's Way Down Yonder in New Orleans by Freddie Cannon. And yeah. I just love this song. And, and uh, I, uh, you know, I know all the words, and I've, I've been singing it ever since I was a kid, when I first yeah. heard it. I learned it when I was a kid. And uh, it's still there, you know. And in fact I I love it so much I actually did a version of it with John Cooper Clark on our album that we did together called this time it's personal a few years ago and, and we did a great version of it I, I loved it I loved it
1: yeah that's that's a good album that I listened to a couple of tracks off that that album with with John Cooper Clark and half a park that was like a brilliant idea whose idea was that like to get him to sing that because that was just that was doing, that... yeah super. yeah but
0: I, I but I didn't realise he was going to sing it. I didn't realise he
1: had such a yeah. great voice. He's got a yeah.
0: fabulous baritone voice. And, I was um, expecting
1: it to be spoken word, and yeah, I was quite surprised. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, this time it's personal with John Cooper Clark. Um, if you're listening, that's, that's a that's a great recommendation. Okay, uh, yeah. Hugh, track three, and I asked you to pick your favourite cover version, mate. What did you pick for that?
0: I picked Mose Allison's song Young, uh, Young Man Blues, which was a done in a fabulous way by the who obviously big fans of mose allison yep. like myself and it was yep. on the live at leeds album it's i mean mose was one of a, a, a big influence on me when i was a kid because my brother had all his records in his jazz collection yep. the vinyl at home and it was one of the first bluesy type although he was white he was a sort of a white blues singer from from tennessee i i I he had a big influence on me, and I love I loved uh, a lot of his song, Partridge Farm, and stuff like that. But but, mm. yeah, but the Who the Who's version is fabulous.
1: That live at Leeds album, I think that that often comes up when you get like magazine polls and website polls of like best live albums ever. That live at Leeds album comes up like a fair bit. Yeah, fantastic live album that. And yeah, I was lucky enough to see the Who live a few years back, and a couple of times I saw him doing the Quadrophenia tour. In wow. Chycarat in Hyde Park in London. And that was, that was amazing. Yeah. They had some fantastic people. I mean, Adrian Edmondson was, was in the cast. Stephen Fry was the narrator. Yeah. Oh, really? it was, yeah. It was, they did like a, a, they toured it as a live show. Yeah. It was brilliant. Unfortunately, Gary Glitter played the rocker, which is a yeah, a bit of a shame looking back. Oh. But Roger Dolce was sporting a target eye patch because it's, it, 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 you know, how he likes to, you know, whip the, the, the microphone around and, he, he oh caught, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he caught himself in the eye with the, with the microphone. He had a big shiner, so he had this like really cool looking who who eye patch. Yeah, I'll always remember that. Okay, track four, Hugh, is a song you wish you could play to your eighteen year old self. What did you pick for that?
0: Yeah, well, well, when I was eighteen years old, I was not I was not aware of Captain Beefheart on the Magic Band, mm-hmm. and one of the later tracks that he did, which which really blew me away, was called "When It Blows It Stacks." It's from the Spotlight Kid album, I think, and it's an immense, an immense song. And and I actually did a version of it in the last, well, about thirty mm-hmm. years ago now. And so that that's what I'd play to myself.
1: What do you think the eighteen-year-old Hugh would 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 make of that? Would make of that song? It, I think it would blow his mind away. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Beefheart, yeah, he blows a lot of people's minds away, I think. Yeah, especially with that track. I'm going to move quickly through, Hugh, because I'm looking yep. at the time and it's, it's against us a little bit. Track yep. five, if you were trying to woo someone, letting them know, and, you know, you were making them up a mixtape, what's the track you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know that you're, you know, sort of romantic? I would,
0: I would put on Chet Baker singing I'm a fool to want you. I mean, he started off playing... Tr- trumpet with miles davis and lots of other jazz great yeah, yeah, right. and yeah, then yeah, he yeah. said yeah. and then he started singing and he had got this fabulous voice so yeah. i mean anyone who's not aware of, of of him should check him out beautiful beautiful yeah. very romantic soft so- soppy
1: stuff but great that's what we like this for that track it's definitely soppy and romantic that's what we're after okay yeah. and finally hugh Track six, if you, uh, I always do, when I'm making up a mixtape, put on something that's a little bit obscure, maybe a B-side or an album track or something a little bit left field. What did you pick, mate?
0: I picked Adam Faith singing a song called Runk Bunk, which was the B-side of a big hidey ad called Our Poor Little Baby. I think it was his first single back in the early 60s. And Right. Okay. Runk- Runk bunk is is right up there with the it's it's very experimental and it's just a great little song. It's only about two minutes long.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, I, I, that's track six. Is I sort of purposely put that that track and that question on on the mixtape as a way of people introducing me to new stuff. And yeah, I've got a few Spotify playlists now on my Spotify account that I've got all the track ones, all the track twos, all the track threes. All the oh tracks and that's the, a the, clever that idea have, that people have picked and track six is like my favorite playlist because it's it's like it must it's be all amazing the, uh, it's all the out there like sort of you know stuff <laughs> that people have picked over the last sort of year or so since i've been doing this yeah yeah it's re- it's a it's a really good one and each week i go through and update each playlist with with the track brilliant that people have picked yeah so they're out there if you mixtape if you want to check those out hugh cornwall thanks so much for coming on the show Really, really appreciate your time, mate. Like to see you, uh, metropolistouring.com, for tickets. Safe travels down under, Hugh, and I'll see you Thank when you, you get it, mate. I'll see you in Perth. Take care. See you, Mark. Yeah. Right. Bye. Cheers, Hugh. Bye. That was the Mixtape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at the TheMixtapePerth. Till the next time.